today, Luke McConville has a chat with Oliver. Good, how are you, man? Can you hear me? Probably? Yeah, man. Everything's good. Just, I think my default, I've got my actual proper microphone out. But um, I'm actually I'm actually playing FIFA at the moment, so um, I was just don't know if it like comes up buttons or anything like that. I don't know how good the actual microphone is. I don't know, man. That's all good, but um, <clears throat> we're already recording, man. So oh, perfect, uh, perfect. Yeah, I've, I've mean, actually I've been, I've been listening to uh, the Cooper one. Yeah, actually, really, really good. Actually, like because I listen to a fair bit of podcast. Podcast kind of like my. Kind of like my thing, so I've been actually doing a really, really good job in terms of like hosting and like you know, like podcasts. They're not like the they're not like an interview, more like a conversation. Like even in terms of length and that sort of stuff. So like listening to, I was just that's the only one I've listened to. But um, it was like you actually, I don't know, like a natural at it. Oh, thanks, man. Well, that's what it's supposed to be—just a conversation. I mean. It's not really supposed to be an interview, and it's just pretty much you telling, telling your story. Um, well, but for- well, just just on you, how do you go? You know how you do your interviews and stuff for the um, is it everything rugby league? Yeah. Do do you um do you talk to them in person or do you send them questions? They answer it. Pretty much send them questions. I was oh, gonna say, I'm- do you reckon you like um radio people and stuff? Do you reckon? It'd be awkward talking to people like, say, I'm talking to you. I know you, and like with Cooper and that, you've like you know Cooper and stuff. So, like, conversation sort of flows easy. But do you reckon it'd be like awkward, or do you reckon it'd be alright, like talking to football players and stuff? Oh, look, well, I've done a couple of interviews for rugby league, in my opinion, like over FaceTime or whatever, and those ones. They've been with players that I've interviewed for Everything Rugby League a few months before. And I've yeah, sort so of you kept, kind of got a rapport with them. Yeah, and I've always sort of kept semi-regular contact. So it, it's not like... So the yeah. two players... Not going in blind. I've, yeah, the two players that I've done are Oliver Gildart and Christian Freed. And with Gildart, I interviewed him. Freed's the American guy, Apple. yeah? Yeah, well, he, he's Australian, but... Oh, yeah, he played, played for America, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. just remember him at a, a World Cup or something, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, even? I, he played in, the, yeah, he played in both. He, he played in the 2013 and 17 World Cups and the 2019 Nines as well, which is a topic that we can maybe get to get to soon. But, um, yeah, we, well, we can talk about that. Was, that was our first and only time meeting, so yeah, it's worth, worth talking about. Yeah, well, it was a good it was a good time that night. Um, obviously, I was there with Clarky. You were there with a couple of mates. It's kind of crazy to think how it wasn't that long ago, but how different the world is compared to. Like, yeah, well, was, I remember it was you know like how on, on Snapchat and stuff it comes up like this type of memories like this time last year or whatever. Yeah, I remember seeing stuff come up, and I'm like, wow, like I still wear the hat from. Um, from the nines in videos and just like in general, just because I think it looks like a good hat, but um, just it, it doesn't feel that long ago. But then when you actually look back at it and see how long ago it actually was, it's like wow, like the, the place that we actually hung out got like knocked down, right? 
Yeah, I heard that. The what was it called again? The Royal. I can't even remember. The Royal, the Royal Oak or something. Yeah, that that was. It. I remember Oak being in it. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Man, that's not long after. Yeah, because I remember Clarky and I actually went back there the second night as well for a little bit. And it was just a really nice place. So to those listening, well, you can never actually go there now. But when we went to the Nines last year, afterwards, we met up with Luke and there's this, it was just this, it was like this little sort of old style pub. And the atmosphere in there was great, especially just after the nines, you know, people going back there after the nines and people just being happy and sort of, I think we end up talking to other groups and like just hanging out with people and having a good time. Well, it was, and then, it was cool because it was just like, it's just like a, a pub, but like, I actually thought the, like we went into the pokies and had a little mucking around there and all that sort of stuff, it, but it didn't seem like something that you think would get knocked down, if that makes sense. Like, I don't really understand the whole knocking down, whether it's just whether they're building something newer there or I don't know what's the deal. Because it didn't seem like an old broken down pub or something. No, but I, it's like it, it's probably been there for a while and they want to build something new. So True. I, I, I suppose with, with location-wise, it was actually – I'm just trying to think. There was a, around – it was walking distance from the stadium, yeah? Yeah, well, it, it was like a oh, about a 10-minute walk. Like, it was literally down that long, I forget the name, I think it was George Street or whatever it is, just that long 10-minute walk down the road. But Well, I, I remember yeah. we, we walked around a few places. Did we end up at Paraleagues or something? We went to Paraleagues because I remember the lockout laws were 1 a.m. and, no, sorry, 1.30. So we left that place at 1 a.m. And went to Paralegs Club and it was dead. Like there was no one there. But it was still like it was full at the Royal Lake when we left. But we got to Paralegs Club and there was no one there. Oh, so all, I, all those Leagues Clubs. So like being from where I am down in um, like Bomadary, like, there's no football teams or whatever. The local, yeah. Our local team is the Dragons, which is still an hour away. Yeah. But um, like there's none of those big full-on leagues clubs. So when, when I, I remember I went to the Pen, the Penrithon was the first one I ever went to. Penrithon's so the best one. Yeah, so I, I went to the, I think the Jackpot, I've gone to that, gone there, and they got a bloody time zone and a card inside of it. Yeah. All these things. I'm like, what's, what's going on here? I, I just, in my head, I thought, all oh, these leagues clubs, they're just like a bowling club. <laughs> it's just like the local bowling club or something, but maybe no. a little bit bigger. What leagues clubs are are pretty much okay, come here to this place where we have all the pokies, all the slaps, and then here's a couple of bars where you can hang out at. That's pretty much it. They're pretty sick, but, like, they're not something that I thought, oh, yeah, this is my scene, but, like, when you go there, it's actually, like, it's pretty sick. Like, when I went to the Penrith one, it wasn't even, like, nighttime or something. I think it was, like, midday because we went to, where did we go to? I went with Liam, who you met, um, at the the Nines. Went to Aqua Golf, I think it was in. Yeah, yeah. So went to that, and then we were just looking for something to do, and went to the Leagues Club. I think it was right before Melbourne Cup too. So I remember we went and put a bet on for that sort of stuff. But uh, I just couldn't believe how big it actually was. And like I said, like the time zone inside of it, and all like the actual little restaurants inside of it, I actually couldn't. It was crazy to me just from 
like where I've lived in Bombardary and then a bit where it's creek, which is even smaller than Bombardary. Yeah. And it just was like, I don't know, it definitely felt like Sydney. That's how I put it. Yeah, well, the Panthers Legs Club's good because you've got that whole restaurant area, right, where there's like five or six different actual proper restaurants and then there's the floor where it's just slaps as far as the eye can see. But then you've also got downstairs where there's obviously more slaps because you've got to have more slaps for some reason. But um, there's like the the backyard where it's the big outdoor area and the dance floor and they've got the the sports bar and like the big TV where you can watch all that and time zones there. But then when we went to the power one, because I remember we stayed we stayed downstairs just basically where all the poker machines were. Yeah, yeah. That, see, that, um, that's what, that's what like, I kind of remember. I remember me and you walking off and. I don't know what we're doing, but I just remember like you'd walk around. I feel like you're walking forever. It's yeah. just all pokies. It, it's yeah, literally. We tried to walk to find something else. The second night, we met Clarkie and I went back there before we went to back to the Royal Oak. And when we went there, we thought, oh, we might see if there's something here. And it's literally like so. There's like four levels like up. You go up to one level. There's like one little room which is a little sports bar, and it's packed because there's no room. And I think it was when the rugby. World Cup semi-final had just kicked off. I think it was New Zealand versus someone. So everyone was in there after the nines yeah, watching as that as and, and we couldn't playing. get in. Hey? As soon as New Zealand's playing, all eyes were on. Yeah. Yeah. But then like we, we would go to this other level and there was a bar there, but it was closed. And like, there was like, it was weird. Like you go, it, it's just not that great. I don't think unless you go in there to, to slap. I don't know. I never thought there would be a Lakes Club I'd see that would encourage you more to just go on the poker machines by the actual layout of the place yeah. um, than Penrith, but I found that at Parramatta because it's literally just, okay, here's the first floor. We only really want you to slap. So on the first floor, we're going to have all the poker machines in the world and then a couple little, like, bars Legit, go legit. Up. Yeah, they were very small. Yeah, I remember when we were there walking around and they were shut all... I, I think, like I said, it was pretty dead there, so there was no one there. So I think you could, but it was just, yeah, barely anyone. Yeah. Well, it was like as well, like when we went the second night, it was a Saturday night. It had just just been the nines, and they had half the bar shut. So, yeah. Um, anyway, man, we might as well get on, um, get cracking and talking about you a it bit more. Like, we could was- talk about our trip. Okay. I was going to say, it's like we start off the podcast of just talking about us going out. It makes us sound very rowdy, but it's very not the fact. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good night, though. We just had a good time, and that was it, man. But um, you mentioned you're from Bombardary. Yep. Uh, yep. Closest team, uh, the Dragons and the ROA. Just tell us a little bit about Bombardary and where in the world Bombardary is. So the, the best place to put it is if you chuck on you chuck on the news and they chuck up the, they put on the weather stuff, it, it'll pop up now. So and then there's a there's a pretty funny clip of um, Murray Fennick on the footy show. You can probably find it on YouTube where he's doing thing where he's like, I've got to go to Nara, I've got to go to Nara. So I, guys, rude recommend chuck it on YouTube. Um, after the podcast, of course, but um, check it out. It's Mario Fennick. They're doing a, they're doing like a prank on him back in like 2008. I've, I feel like I remember it. It was back when the centenary year was on. I feel like we've talked about it a fair bit actually. Centenary year as of late, 
But um, they, they had like displays in like Harvey Norman and stuff. And Murray Fennick, I think, was supposed to do an appearance. And yeah, they filled his car up with bloody, I don't know, the balls, playpen balls, whatever they're called, and stuff. And he kept going about an hour. So I feel like that's that's our most famous part, being on the bloody footy show. But um, yeah, Bombos, it's not like a, I wouldn't say it's super small because I've, you know, I always thought it was small, and then I actually lived in a small town, and then I realised. Maybe not as small as what I would think, but it's sort of down near Wollongong Way, down the south coast. Uh, you've got Narrow, you've got sort of Jervis Bay area, uh, a little bit like half hour away. But, um, you know, it's a nice sort of area. Um, lots, lots of beaches and stuff. Not that I go there that often. But um, I don't know. The actual bomb, town of Bombardier itself is much improved. Like I work at a bottle shop, work at a BWS. I don't know if I've mentioned actual BWS specifically, but I work at there and they're part of like the Woolworths sort of crew with work yep. officially. But, uh, you know, we've got a big Woolworths um, built. We've got all these new things getting built. So it seems like Bombardier is sort of becoming the, uh, I don't know, a little bit more popular down this way. So it's, it's a good little area. That's awesome, man. And um, we couldn't record till a bit later today because you – had a, a house inspection, so oh, how did killer. that go, man? I, I, I hope okay. I hope okay. I, I, don't, I actually, I'll be honest, I don't I don't mind cleaning. Uh, it, it sounds like a boring thing, but I don't know. I find it something not therapeutic, but um, same I can just chuck in some earphones and I just – same with like washing up. I got a dishwasher, but I actually don't mind washing up and, and that sort of stuff. Something about it just – I can kind of just zone out and just, just listen. Like, for example, like I was – before I was just like doing, I was just tidying up and I was listening to the podcast you're doing and just, you kind of just zone out and get in with whatever you're listening to or whatever. And that part was all right, but yeah, I, I think it went okay. I hope so. It's actually looking outside now. It's looking pretty, looking pretty shitty. It's looking very dark. We had a bit of hail yesterday, so. Yeah, so do, well, we didn't get, we didn't quite get hail, but that's funny because here in Penrith, like, We've had a heat wave, and last night it was just the biggest thunderstorm minus hail. Like, it was just windy, rainy. It was just terrible. Well, ours, ours was like, it was hot. I think it was probably like mid-30s. Um, nothing like too crazy compared to what it had been over the weekend. But then all of a sudden, literally within like a probably a 15-minute span, it just went super dark, just poured down rain, and then hail. And we've got like a little... And now the place are raining. We've got like a like a sunroof, maybe is the best way to describe. It. Like a thing where you got the light comes down and it's like glass, or whatever. And I kind of said, yeah. "Oh, this is gonna break." Like it, and it, it honestly sounded like um popcorn going off. Like you microwave and yeah. popcorn's going off, but just way louder. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is gonna happen." And I, I saw my mum today because I was the house inspection. I was just getting out of the house because of stuff dealing with the real estate people being here and. Going, hey guys, here's um, here's the house. Yeah, look, well, not the best, uh, not the best cleaning yeah. job. But I, I got out of the house and I said, oh, the bloody hail yesterday. And I went, oh yeah, no, ours too. We thought we we're gonna smash the windows. And I was like, well, try having a window on top of your roof. So yeah, I definitely thought it was gonna smash, but it was all a okay. Yeah. So who do you live with? I live with my girlfriend Rachel. Um, yeah. Been with her probably that. Kill me for this. I think it's like ten months now. 
it was nine months last time, nine months and something last time I checked. So I'm hoping it's 10 months now. Well, if you round it up. Then yeah, exactly. You got to round it up. 100% you got to round it up. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing like ba- like babies and stuff, you know, when they're nine months and like three weeks, you know, they're 10, we- they're 10 months now. 10 months now for sure. Yeah. So how's that been, man? Because oh, I think it would have nearly been two years ago, just for rugby league, in my opinion, we did a video and we had a chat about stuff, and I don't think you're with a with a back. No, then. so um, how's that been for you? Uh, so well, it's been good. So you know, the love life's not not being great for me. Um, you know, growing up as as a redheaded kid who's very overweight, uh, you're not exactly the most desirable person or most um, most appealing and, you, you know, you start lacking self-confidence and, you know, you're dealing with, um, you know, I, I actually, I, I didn't deal, I didn't deal with bullying, I, which is a good thing. It was just something that could talk about. But um, in terms of love life and stuff, it was non-existent. Um, and look, was it, was it my fault? I don't know. Probably. Um, but, you know, did a bit of uh, bit of searching, soul searching, and you know, jumped on the old Tinder, and um, ended up with a missus. So it's worked out well um, in the end. So I've worked out with someone who's a very good fit for me, and um, yeah, I like it. That's awesome, man. I guess now we might as well take things back a bit, just so people can get to know. Luke McConville a bit. First of all, how old are you, man? You're 23. 25, 25 now. 25 now. Getting on. I had had a person I mentioned. I was doing, been doing a bit of live streaming lately and I mentioned it. And a person, like, you don't get many comments, but one of the things, like, I can't believe you're actually 25. I was like, I can't believe it either. I feel like I I don't necessarily look 25. Uh, Like, when I go out, I don't even look 20. It's it's crazy, all that sort of stuff. And then, because I work at a bottle shop, it's like you like to think that you have a good grasp on how old people look until you start IDing someone for being under. Well, actually, we've got like a, a BWS. You got a policy of like under twenty five, but it's kind of if you think yeah. they're like if you're thinking they're under twenty five, you think they're looking pretty young, and then you ID someone and they're like nineteen ninety one or something, and it's like you know yeah. pushing thirty, and you're like, oh shit. Well, most of, most of the time, I mean, with the, the footy and frothies pod that I do now um, every week, cheap, cheap plug there, that we do down at one of the pubs in Penn. I'm so jealous. I, I want mean, to come to it. <laughs> well, mate, it, it'll take take a good while for you to get here, but, um, like, they all know me by now, so that's all good. But, like, usually if I go to a pub or go to a bottle o to get something, they'll ask for ID, they'll look at it and sort of laugh and go, oh, sorry, you just look pretty young. So I get well, what you mean. Uh, my favorite thing um, is when you're so when you're part of like the Woolworth system, you get like a little like you get your staff discounts and that. So that applies to like Woolworths, but like BWS and stuff. So um, when you go to a BWS, like when I've been in Sydney and stuff, and you're doing it and they're IDing me or something. Like I remember I was with I keep talking about Liam, but when I was with um, when I was with Liam, it might have even been. Time we went to the league's cops and that, but uh, we went to like the local BWS and the guy was like, "Oh, I don't know how to do this," and I'm like, "Yeah, just you know, just press this and that." And then they're like, "Oh shit, he is overage," and I was like, "Yeah, I know, I know." 
Do you have like a BWS like workers card or something so that when they ask you for ID, you just give them that and say, well, I wish. that's all you need. So it's, really. like, it's just a, um, <laughs> yeah. you just got to have an ID. So even now, so recently, like with my job, we've, we went from being like a small shop next to a survey that was just like a standalone just by itself to now going into a brand new Woolworth shop that's like the biggest in the area. Um, because like yeah. with, with Bombardary, it's hard to explain to people but because Nara is the more popular one, but you have to go through Bombardary to go to Nara because there's a bridge. So you've got to actually go over a bridge to do it. And they're doing all roadworks on it at the moment, which is a pain in the ass. But um, we're like the first sort of decent-ish town is probably the best way to put it in terms of like having things like a worse and all that um, – from sort of like the Wollongong area. So you have like Sydney and then your next sort of section to like Wollongong and that. And then apart from, after then, it's just like another 40, 50 minutes or whatever where there's not really anything apart from highways and then there's us. So we went from, went from having like a cruisy little job, not many people there. Now all of a sudden it's like full on, you're getting everybody in there, having to ID people all the time. And yeah, this is where it definitely puts the test whether – um, you think people are overage, but just in terms of um, the actual card itself, it's um, everyone gets it, but we, we just get the same card as what like Woolworths workers get. So it's just um, just a pretty pretty standard card. Yeah, that's well, that's pretty good for the town at least, man. That you know you're getting more people coming through. It might make hundred percent. Well, it's not a, not only worse happening, but I think we're getting like a Domino's and. I think Taco Bell might be coming in and there's like a fair few of those sort of fast food chains and stuff are coming in. Um, so it's definitely on the art for Bombardary. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Look, um, I'll just get to it quickly because then we'll, we'll get on with the chat a bit, but growing up, right. Um, just a bit of insight into that, man. What type of kid were you, would you say, in your primary school years and then how how does that evolve when you get to high school? Um, I'd say I'm very into sports, very always been in the sports. Back when in primary school years, very into cricket and rugby league and soccer. soccer. But I've kind of, over the years, I've sort of played every sort of sport. Uh, I'm trying to think what, what I played. Like, you know, when I was growing up, you know, you do all your Miley crickets and stuff and um, played that. And then I sort of, Phase out of cricket, I think, because when you play the minor cricket and stuff, they sort of, I think if they realise you're actually pretty good, they chuck you into the actual proper cricket. So you go from playing tennis balls and whatever to playing with, like, proper balls. So you play in, like, up a couple of age groups, and I think that kind of just killed it for me because you go from smashing everybody in this little thing and having a bit of a muck around and playing backyard cricket and stuff, and then all of a sudden playing with some guys actually who care about cricket and actually are all right. So, yeah, play, play a couple of years of cricket. I remember we played a grand final. I remember I did a big dive to save a thing in the semi-final, but we got smashed in the grand final. But um, played a bit of that. Played soccer was probably the most thing I played growing up. And then ten, I moved into tennis. I played a little bit of basketball, uh, but not like not enough that's really kind of – I wouldn't say I was like a basketballer. Probably tennis. Tennis was the one I played for the most probably growing up. Even in terms of playing other sports, I would always play other sports as well as tennis. 
because it was like a thing you just play Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever it was, depending on the two. And like, I was pretty good at it, but I would say growing up, always, always overweight. Always someone had the, um, probably had the skills, probably maybe not skills from knowing the word for it. Maybe had the um, the knowledge of it. Like I was very, very up to yep. that. I knew a lot about everything. I knew how to do this, knew how to do that. But it's just a matter of the fitness just wasn't there, which was frustrating. And, you know, growing up and when I grew up, I ended up getting fit. And it was like a thing where you're like, man, I should have just, why wouldn't you just do this earlier? But as, as a kid, you're not exactly thinking like that. And, you know, you don't have the exactly control over your whole life as a kid. So, uh, but yeah, look, the, the best way to put it was I was pretty, I was pretty good academically. Uh, love sports. And then as I grew up, I feel like the academic stuff sort of just slide and the mental health sort of just slide at the same time, which is probably, um, I don't think it's a coincidence. But look, overall, like I've had a pretty good childhood, no real, you know, tragedies or anything. Like even in terms of the family, like nans and pops and stuff, all still there. So, yeah, like I had probably one of the better childhoods you could probably probably think of. That's good to hear, man. Now, one big part, I guess, of your your older childhood, and you're still doing it now, and it's how I know you and how literally thousands of people in the rugby league community know you. You run a rugby league YouTube channel, Mr. Luke Sports, formerly known as Mr. Luke the Kid, but I guess when you stopped being a kid, you had to change the name. Um Obviously, at first you uploaded the rugby league live videos. The um, well, you still do from time to time, but now you're more, I guess, you know, upload videos talking about the game itself, which has been great to see, and you know, very well supported. I remember just before I sort of hand over to you to talk about Mr. Luke for a bit. I remember being like a twelve, thirteen year old kid playing rugby league games and going onto YouTube and. You know, wanting to watch rugby league content, uh, rugby league gaming content, and I found yourself and Tyson Bennett, and I remember watching you every day when you would do. I think Live Two was your Warriors, yep. your yep. Warriors career mode, where you went un- uh, you went undefeated for nearly the whole season before you lost a game. Oh, and I'm, I'm so bitter. I'm actually, I'm actually see, every I'm so, now I'm, and again, I'll like see a clip from it. Like I'll just go through and I'll just like. Just for the lulls, really, I'll kind of just see, oh, what was my commentary like or what was my voice like back then? And I, I remember I actually saw that one where I lost finally. Like, I, I think I was in, like, I was in multiple years where, like, on the, on the game of Rugby League Life 2, it was like you kind of get to a point where it's, you can't really lose if you, like, I think, I think we talked about it before on one of my streams. Like, you kind of... Like yeah, you, you get good game. enough where it's like, all right, there's no way you can lose this one. And I and I friggin' lost. I couldn't believe I was so mad. The whole point of the series, like at that point, was I was gonna go the whole season undefeated. And I had the lead. We literally after the siren and I was being not being a smart ass, but I was like, Oh yeah, I'll just try and score another try and I threw an intercept and we want to intercept to just just kill her in that game. And yeah, I remember I was just in disbelief. It was just I didn't. Have, I don't think I had face cams at that point. So, but if if I did, it would have been absolutely just like the look of horror, shock. 
it's, it just it's one of those ones where it makes you want to be like, no, nah, I just replayed this game, but you can't. You got to say you got to have those moments. If you just if you just um, pick the best parts, well then you're not being authentic with your channel. Oh well, I've been playing the past couple of days just at home when I got free time. I've been doing an NFL Madden owner mode. I'm doing it with the the Dallas Cowboys, uh, trying to make them actually good. <laughs> and I've, I'm 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 about three seasons in. The first two seasons eliminated in the first round of the of the playoffs. Play every game. And last night, late into the night, I stayed up and well, we actually had a really good season. So we didn't we skipped the first week the wild card and we went into the the divisional yep. I think it is we were down 7 we were down 7-3 with less than a minute to go I throw this mad touchdown pass I was like we can't lose cuz I only played you can choose so I only played the the yep. the offense yep. when we're in attack and then it simulates when we're in defense and it was like 10 to 7 and I was like there's 30 seconds left like I can just sim and like we've done it like I literally scored with 30 seconds to go, and then I see him. And, you see the scoreline just oh, increase? Who, who are we versing? Yeah, the, and then the game ends, and I was just like, I don't know, it's weird, it's a game, and I'm obviously like over it straight away, but like as soon as it happens, it was like just the worst feeling. I was like, oh, like we won it's it. It's just frustrating because it's we like you, it. you invest like time into something that's not real, and then when – when like it goes to shit, you're like, oh man! And like, not only have I lost, I've also wasted time. I mean, it's just yeah. like you know. I suppose when you're young, you don't really think about time being that valuable. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh, um, it's just 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 the more the more you grow up, the more you start realizing how little time you have with a lot of a lot of things, uh, especially in comparison to when you're growing up. Just the things that you, you kind of take for granted, like they, you know, they always talk about your like school years being your best years. You get you get into like the working yeah. life, and then you start realizing, oh shit, like the school years weren't that bad. Like turns it, you know, you, you're there until nine. Well, for me, it was nine to three thirty. Now it's like you're guaranteed locked in, done. And you know, any sort of after school stuff, whatever. But then you start doing work, and like yesterday, I'm there from eight to. Eight to four thirty or something, and I'm unloading pallets all day. And you're like, oh, man, school's not that bad. <laughs> Sitting down in the classroom with yeah. your mates. Well, with um, with Mr. Luke, yeah. uh, we'll get back to the Mr. Luke topic. I, I just wanted to ask, how did how did you start it? Why did you start the YouTube channel? What, what to you? What's it all about? And so what's it about originally, now? I think I think they're actually still up. I I'm trying to think of the first ever videos I did rugby league wise. So I I'd made I made videos on FIFA back in 2011. I've I've actually watched them recently, yeah. like very recently, and the voice is completely different. Um, it, you know, it's turned up quite a notch. Sounds like a like a Valvin and the Chipmunks set or something. Put the Put the put the squeak all the way up. Um, you can definitely tell very young, but um, was doing FIFA stuff because I was, you know, back back in sort of 2011, 20, you know, 2010 to 2012, FIFA was like you go to, you, you could do career modes, and that was back when YouTube was 
he could just if you if you could actually have the the capability of recording a video or like recording your gameplay like you were you were the shit like now you like even the playstation stuff have got inbuilt recorders and all that sort of stuff so it's, it's yeah. not the same definitely there's a whole different quality in terms of youtube now and i think everyone can kind of see that it's um i wouldn't say it's like tv levels but it's definitely a lot better considering like 10 years ago but that that was kind of the era i was looking at it and i i don't know if i just stumbled across it or it was probably a thing where i went from dial up to to broadband which is very uh very old i guess considering the nbn but um, it went to ADSL broadband yeah. or whatever, and then I was like, "Oh, we've got internet. We can watch YouTube now." So I'd watch YouTube as I was playing FIFA, and then I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll give it a go." I, like I'm, I was, I'm not gonna lie, pretty sick of FIFA back in the day. Um, played a little bit competitively and stuff when I was like 15. So, like, I was pretty good at FIFA, and then, but like, I like FIFA, but soccer wasn't like my sport. In terms of watching, which which rugby league was, rugby yeah. league was always my sport. Bulldogs were my team, and like Bulldogs were doing well at the time. And I think at the very first video I did was on Rugby League Live One for Xbox 360, I think it was. And I remember, yeah, oh, so a bad one. Pretty certain these videos aren't up anymore, and I don't know what channel they got uploaded to or whatever it was. But I remember specifically making videos where i was previewing games and i went and made it was 2010 so the the rugby league live game the first one was based of 29 uh, 2009 season and i went and made custom lineups where you, you couldn't use the proper rosters it was like the customization was so bad but went and did all that sort of stuff and kind of i'd, I'd talk about the game similar to what i do now but i'd just chuck you know rugby league live on i'd record some random gameplay computer playing or whatever and it'd be like the Bulldogs with Chris Keating and Trent Hawkinson and stuff running around. And I did that and it, you know, it didn't really gain any traction or whatever. But then I started making videos based off, um, I don't know if they, I think they said, no, they probably don't actually do it now. Probably Channel 9 has it. But uh, NRL.com or whatever would post highlights and they do like a little three, four minute wrap up. And I started doing a career mode yeah. with the Bulldogs based on that. And I'd kind of format. I remember I, I copied all of their like graphics and stuff as best as I could and did all that sort of stuff. So this is where I was, I was like at school, I was doing lots of like Photoshop um, and I was learning about all that sort of stuff. So I was getting a bit better with all that. And yeah, I was trying to do all the graphics and you know, I just over time um, back in the day, Sony Vegas was the big editing program and you kind of just, um, just get better at it over time, like just by using it and watching tutorials and seeing other people do things. And then slowly I got good enough. And then I moved from that channel where those videos are 100% still up, those Bulldogs ones. I'm not going to say the channel name. If you come across it, lucky you, you get to have a laugh at it. But um, then I made the Miss Luke the Kid one. I don't know how old I actually was, 16, 17? Must have been about 16. And I was, it was on Rugby League Live 2. Like, Rugby League Live 2 came out. Um, obviously, like, in terms of any sort of games, you know, the, the hype for it's going to be the best when it first comes out. So I went straight on that. I'm pretty sure, like you said, I think the only other one was Tyson Bennett. And um, I think he was doing, like, be a pro. So even then, he was doing different content what I was doing. 
Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I literally just took everything that I wanted to do in the FIFA community and what everything that the FIFA community was doing, and I just went, well, no one's really doing it on rugby league, on the rugby league game. So why not? So I think I made a career mode. Probably was with the Bulldogs to start off with, to be honest. And um, work there. Actually, I, I'm pretty sure the first videos I've got on my channel, like right now, is there was a, a team manager game. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's like a kind of like a cool story. Is like I paid, I played it when it was free. So in 2010, I believe it came out. I have no idea how I came across this game. But I played the shit out of it. I remember playing it on my school laptops because I was part of the ones at school. The Australian government was giving out laptops for like three or four years um, to everyone, and I was a part of that. Yeah. So I got that. And I remember loading up that game, and I was playing. You know, Bulldogs. Ben Barb was like fifty rated, and then, but by the time I was actually playing it, he was like Delian medalist. So you know, it was like outdated and stuff. Yeah. But uh, it was like it was a cool game, which I found out later. It was literally like a clone of. Um, like football manager 2002 or something, like one of those super old ones, but the whole layout and stuff. But like it was fun and I liked doing it and all that sort of stuff. And then later on, it went from being like a free game and I did videos on the free one, the 2013, I think was the last free one, where it was still the same layout, all of that sort of stuff. But I started doing videos. I had like a Canberra career, man, I think it was. And I I had a good old time on it. It was a pretty sick game. But then they've actually gone on to make a proper game of it, get off the licensing, um, you know, work with a company. And then that company's being able to work with me and someone that they've recognized that, like, I was one of the, like, first only people who jumped on the game early. And they would send me free copies and they give me copies to give away to my subscribers and stuff. So, you know, in, t- in terms of, my YouTube channel haven't done a lot of, um, you know, brand deals. I literally haven't done any any brand deals or like sponsorships and that sort of stuff. But they were the only ones who have sort of um, recognised me getting on the on the trend early. But yeah, just the, the whole um, my whole channel literally was based around the fact that people were making content on FIFA, and that was my that was my main game to play. And no one was doing it on rugby league, so I thought I'd. I'd um, jump over there and find my niche and down the market, I guess. Yeah, well, it worked out pretty well. Um, what's your plan for the future? And it's not necessarily for Mr. Luke or anything. It's for Luke McConville. At the moment, you're working at BWS. You're still on Mr. Luke. You know, you're running a house with your girlfriend. Uh, what's your idea of the future? Where do you see yourself going in the future? Maybe in terms of job or just this is, something? Well, I, I don't. Do and it's something that's always kind of, um, I don't know if bugged me is the right word, but it's always something that I've always thought about. And I was literally having a conversation with one of my best mates the other day about jobs and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I really don't know. Like, I, I feel like my job right now isn't something that, I'm going to do forever. But then it's like, I also don't know what I want to do forever, yeah. which is probably a, a thing that a lot of people can relate to. Um, you know, you have, you have your dreams and aspirations, like probably like you talking now and me here, we'd love to talk about rugby league professionally, but it's like a thing where it's like, is, is that realistic? Or is it not like, um, 
you know, with how the whole digital stuff's happening and online stuff's happening, you know, plenty of people like Clarky, he, pro he probably could go and do full-time stuff. So he's, he's definitely capable. And I think that's why Dane's, he's, he's a good person to know because he's, he's like a person who has shown that it is possible. Because we, we all know we can all sit down, we can look at England and America and, you know, you can see your, your Jake Pauls fighting, boxing, all that sort of stuff. But for us guys running Facebook pages and YouTube pages and stuff on, on Rugby League, which is a smaller sort of uh, market, platform, sport, whatever, Clark is a guy who's shown that it is actually possible to make something of it. And, and also, when I say make something off it, make something off it without having been in rugby league. Like, uh, I'm not talking about your guys like your YKTR guys and um, some of those ones. I know Kalen Ponga's got sort of one. But their guys have already got – they've already got a fan base. They've already got that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think Clarkie's a, a good example of someone who's worked hard and um, he's made the right steps. And it, like yourself as well um, – from a similar sort of boats, like uh, that. I mean, there's also like the yeah, there's Rose plenty of pages and, um, rugby league gurus. Yeah, like the and, gurus got a yeah, podcast. Um, yeah, it's just like it, it's it's a thing where I, I, I really don't know what the future is for myself, but I, I'd like to think that my YouTube channel will still be there. Like, it's never never been based off. Um, monetary stuff like even back to when like I was uploading when I was 16 you're making no money on it so it's it's not not in the day and age like right now where you can kind of make channels and you're making money straight away and you know you, you're monetary based where you, you're not gonna I feel like while you're talking about the NRL you're never gonna be like rich you know what I mean like making those sort of channels so it's it's never gonna be a a money driven um channel or anything which I suppose is a good thing in the sense. Well, funny you say that because um, one of the guys that I do pod with who has experience in the rugby league world, um, sort of writing and stuff, I, he was an, he's an ex-colleague of mine, but we're still both on this podcast. Um, we went out to do some interviews at Newtown, in Newtown, um, for the laps with Traddy, and uh, that's it's obviously uh, uh, Trev. And he said to me, he was like, you know, a lot of people expect there to be money in rugby league, as in, you know, when you work in the game, um, that you, you make a fortune. But for most jobs, you come to find, like even in the media, most jobs, there's not a whole lot of money in it. Usually, unless you're working at a Fox or a Channel 9, if you're working in the rugby league media industry, that's generally your second job. You've generally got a full-time job plus that job. So I, I definitely get what, Especially what you're in, about in terms of like man. the big money makers, uh, in terms of like TV and that sort of stuff. Look at it. They're all former players anyways. So uh, it's not like you see Joe Blow jump yeah. on. Like you, you see it every now and again. General Line have a couple. The Fox Sports have a couple. But just in the general scheme, I'd say like the ratio for, you know, former players to just sort of random people, it, it, it must be pretty high in favour of the former players. So 
even then your chances are aren't that great. But in terms of the whole social media craze, um, I think it's it's worked well in terms of that sort of stuff where you can you can get a platform and you can um, have an opinion online and it can mean something and you know potentially can do something with it long term for your future in terms of making money and uh, you know setting yourself up for the future. But whether that's whether that's for me, I don't know. Ideally, I'd, I'd love to work full time and do things in my YouTube channel on that. But then, even then, I, I don't know if I would be satisfied doing that. I, 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 re- I really don't. I don't know. Don't know if I could, but um, it'd definitely be enjoyable. That's for sure. Yeah. Last question. Are you happy with where you I'd currently are? I'd say right now it's probably the happiest I've ever been. Um, you know, I was 25 and, you know, sitting here and never had a girlfriend, like that sort of stuff. And, you know, you start thinking, like, it's not for me. And, um, you know, you're floating in and out of jobs and, um, you know, dealing with mental health stuff and all that sort of stuff. And I feel like I just said stuff 50,000 times. But in terms of just uh just where I am right yeah. now, I'd say I'm I'm very happy. Um, yeah, probably probably the most fulfilled I've ever felt in my life, which um, I think every, everyone's sort of seeking that. Everyone sort of just wants that. Um, not happiness, but well, so yes, happiness. But you just want to feel like accomplished for the day and that sort of stuff. But um, I feel like I, I definitely am at that point. But um. Definitely still a lot of room for improvement. So I suppose in a sense that that's a good thing as well. So I don't know. You can keep reaching for moving forward and reaching for the next step. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with life and um, I'm pretty happy with my ultimate team in FIFA as well. <laughs> well, I feel like that's, that's, um, that's a perfect place to call it there. Um, Luke, thank you for for coming on, man. Um, it's been a great chat. Um, as I've said at the end of the past two episodes as well, if there's anyone out there, and I have gotten requests, and I know I've not gotten back to certain people yet just because um, I have got some people, you know, that I'm potting with that I've just got to sort out where I'm putting them and uh, what weeks to do it. So I've, I've got to get that sorted. So sorry if I don't get back to you straight away, but if you have a story to tell, please get in contact and I will get to you eventually and we will sort something out. Uh, But yeah, Luke, thank you so much for telling your story today. It was a great chat and uh, you're going to have to come back to Penrith soon so we can, we can hang out. Well, I've I've seen that they've actually eased a lot of the restrictions again um, just today. So I might be, might be time for a visit, I reckon. Yeah. I think it's a very good time for a visit and we might, I don't know, we can pod something together or do a video together on something. I don't know. We'll, we'll sort it out then. Um, but thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, like I said, thanks thank so much for having me on. For listening.